Hi everyone, welcome to my porch. Come on up, come on up. What's going on with you? Today I have a great tale for you. It's called the tale of the circumvent. This tale is going to build though on itself because I'm not exactly sure how it ends, but I sure know how it starts. Let's get into it. I hope you all have been doing well and getting by dealing with your narcissist, your cluster B person, your difficult person to have to be divorced from or co-parent with. I was thinking of a title for the tale and I thought of the word circumvent. So I looked it up on two places. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, circumvent means to find a way around an obstacle. For example, overcoming or solving a problem or a difficulty, typically in a clever manner. It also means to outwit. I like that definition. That fit for what I wanted to talk about. Let's check out Miriam. Webster's definition. Circumvent means to manage or get around, especially by ingenuity or strategy. Interesting. Circumvent a problem. Well, I've got a problem that needs circumventing. And usually when I have a problem that needs circumventing, I love to take to my podcast and talk it out. Let's see what you guys think. Have you had a similar issue? So you're thinking, all right, Gwen, what do you got for us today? The problem is I need stuff again. Yikes. My kids are growing and they need things again. Mostly expensive things like a car and college tuition, more medical bills, um, monies to do things that regular kids do who aren't traumatized. Like, well, traumatized kids can do these things too, but generally when you're feeling better, you're ready to socialize, you're ready to have extracurriculars, you're ready to get back out there and live again. And my kids are about on that path. So the things that I need are bigger than my immediate resources. So you may say, what does circumventing have to do with this? If it means to go around, get what you need in sort of this strategic way with ingenuity. Well, that's part of being resilient. I think it's also part of being humble and it's part of being wise. And so I have this thing to wrestle with. All right, so let me get to it. Um... A little while ago, my mom messaged to messaged <laughs> mentioned to Big B that she should contact her dad's dad, that grandfather, and ask him for a bunch of things. And I I see her point, um, although my immediate reaction is no way. 
no way, no way, no way, because I feel like it's dangerous. I don't know if any of you have the in-laws available to you as a resource or not. You know, some families know that their um, their relative is crazy, is unhealthy. They may know that they've abused you. They may know some things and they've also burned them. So they know the cluster B person. They know this toxic person to be toxic and they might be willing to help you. So it's not too far-fetched. However, that is my situation for the most part. Um, so, of course, my reaction again was like, no way. I'm not going to ask. And it was also making me a little bit annoyed because I had just spoken with her about, spoken with my child about we don't use people for money. Um, we don't just contact them and ask them for what we need. We want to make sure that we're building and maintaining relationships, that people are not a commodity to be used. And I feel like, especially with her, that she could have this tendency to do that very easily. All right. So... I just shook it off, but it's sort of been sitting with me and eating away at me. And then the more that I look at what's going on in our lives coming up for this semester of school that's going to be starting in just a couple weeks. I mean, you guys, big Leo energy is finally here. And in Florida, we have to start wrapping up the summer. I mean, something is not fair or right about that. But I digress. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to circumvent that as well, I'm sure, like planning trips and fun things to do, even though school has started. Um, all right. So back to the main problem. We need another vehicle in this house. Straight out, I'm just going to say it. Number one, we need another vehicle. What does that mean? A car payment? Insurance? Gas. Bare minimum. What does that look like? close to $1,000 a month. Now, I've also been talking a lot about how I can trust and depend on God to bring me what I need at the time that I need it. And that the provision can come in ways that I don't really expect it to come in. But in my mind, provision works like this. I work really hard for it, or someone randomly sort of offers to gift me with this thing, but I don't really like asking for it directly. Why? Because, you know, if you've ever lived with someone who's a toxic person in the cluster B um, circuit, you know that there's always strings attached, and so nothing is ever given freely, and you always owe back, and you feel like, or your needs are completely denied and you feel silly for even having a need. So you learn how to shut that down, right? We've talked about that a lot. It's a really complicated um, reaction that happens inside. So I, one of the things that I've wanted to do is be really self-sufficient and just rely on myself and just have help of the sheriff when I absolutely needed it. And that way of living and being self-sufficient probably works really good if I have really, really small needs or it's just me. But here's what I've been wondering about and confronting. Am I being too prideful by not asking for anything? Does that mean that my kids don't get what they need? 
Yeah, I know. Crickets, right? I don't know what the answer is to that. I just know it's the question that I have that I've been wrestling with. Obviously, it makes a difference who am I asking and what is the situation and what exactly is it that they need. My biggest piece that I'm wrestling with is I know that in the their dad's dad or my former father-in-law, I know there's money there. So it's not for a lack of resource. It would be for a lack of don't want to do it. But to me, that's not the scariest part. To me, the scariest part is this is like shaking the beehive or trying to obtain honey by like, I don't know, some kind of extraction method <laughs> without upsetting the bees that are in the hive. And so um, I'm stuck, you guys, I'm stuck. I'm stuck trying to figure out if it's wise for me to go to that person to ask and I think there's also a two-parter here, which is I've been thinking about it and mulling this over, kind of chewing on it for a while. I feel like there's two pieces here. One of them is I'm not sure if there's any college money for either one of them from that grandfather. I think there is. I know that that grandfather paid for all the other grandchildren to go to college and so I think that that's kind of where my mom is getting into is like, well, he did it for everybody else. He can certainly do it for you and um or he did it for the other all the other grandkids however i'm i'm not sure um and i don't know i don't know if their dad got that money and if he decided that he or if he conned it out of his dad somehow whatever it is so i was thinking that's probably a reasonable question to ask is it already there I'm just finding out if there is something that is already there. I'm not asking for something that wouldn't be there at this point. I have asked in the past for tuition um, through writing a letter um, because I know that this grandfather is pretty much hard of hearing. So the best form of communication is something in writing. However, this particular grandfather lives with one of Nim's brothers. We'll call him Todd. Todd also, I think, has most financial control or oversees the estate for the grandfather. And I know that the brothers put most of the money in an estate after I left because they were concerned that Nim would have his father come down to Florida, push him down the stairs, and then he would be able to get his inheritance because it's something that he keeps looking at. And me looking at his dad or thinking about asking his dad for money kind of reminds me of him, which I think is the other place to where I'm really getting stuck. I mean, it feels kind of icky, right? Like, it feels like, um, huh, is that, am I being the same way? But again, I'm just asking if there's something that's there. So is this a circumvent? Not really. I think it's just, just a direct vent. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyways, 
my thought was, what if I approached Todd and asked Todd? Now, Todd has always kept the lines of communication open and has sent a um, holiday text, happy Mother's Day text, that kind of thing. And when I first left NIM, um, Todd did reach out to me a couple times on the phone. And he and I decided that at that time, um, because Nim was making it known that he was able to access my records, like phone records. We weren't sure if he was tapping into the phone. I mean, there was the whole stolen Blackberry thing. So Todd and I decided that we would um, communicate by like um, paper in the mail or mostly through my dad, which actually worked out really well because I needed help and the sheriff was willing to help in any way that he could. And he was able to um, get to know Todd and Todd's new wife and um, get to know the situation. And they always kept in touch. And one of the nice things was Todd would have an open line of communication with my dad so that if Nim was trying to pressure their dad into getting money um, into coming to stay there and he was lying about things, they could always double check the truth just by chatting with my dad. And my dad loves to chat on the phone. He's kind of the old school. And at, at the time, Todd really didn't have a lot of technology that he liked to use. And that's totally okay. So now Todd has the technology and I really don't care anymore who Nim, Nim is going to see who I'm communicating with. So um, I'm not as scared anymore of him either, which is really great. So I thought that would be interesting. Now, you might say, Gwen, this is a good circumnavigate. Why are you still hesitating? Well, the first question that I could ask him is, are there college funds set aside for the girls because that's something that's there and this is a good time for me to know basically in where they are in high school like this is a good time to start knowing that and time of year is good we're like getting ready to go back to school so if this is really weighing on my mind this is a good time frame second thing once I found that out or in the same message, my question is, do I want to ask Todd if he thinks that there's monies available because we need a second car in our household? And let him know some brief information about that and find out his opinion about asking for it. Now, I don't like to gather a lot of opinions anymore because the more people's opinions that you get, sometimes the more confused you can get. However, you've got to ask people's opinions of the people who know exactly what's going on. You know, you guys, it's kind of like my baseball analogy, because I like baseball. So the manager is making a lot of calls and knows what's going on. And the people in the stands can be uh, complaining, oh, you know, put in this guy. Um, or call for this sort of pitch. 
But from the stands, we don't know everything that's going on. We think just because we can see it, we know it all, but we don't. We don't know all the other inside factors that are going on that don't meet the immediate eye or that aren't typical of a situation. You've got to ask people who are also kind of a manager or who've got some inside scoop on the situation. If you want to ask someone's opinion, you've got to ask people who have as much, if not more, information or they have good information to add. Which again, asking for information rather than an opinion is probably the way to go. So I think I'm starting to figure out part of my circumvent. But the real thing that I'm feeling like the danger is here is if that grandfather, so Nim's dad, if Nim's dad tells Nim that he is paying out more money to us, what kind of rage that may put Nim into and does that put us into danger? Does that put us into danger where it's been really quiet? Remember, you guys, it's been really quiet. And I was so scared a few months ago to even start up my podcast again. But I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Just because you're not talking about it doesn't magically mean that it's going away. So I'm going to be trusting in God and knowing that whatever happens, he's going to help me through. That's a big deal. The next thing is could he start demanding the therapy, the interview with the family therapist? That's where we left off in November, December of 2020. Remember, there's the order. Well, the last we left off with that was I picked someone and I was waiting for Nim to pay his portion. I did get an email from Nim almost a year later saying that he had paid and he wanted to know when the stuff was going to be scheduled. And I called that particular family therapist and he said he wasn't sure if he paid or not, that maybe he did, but if he did, he would call me back and let me know. Well, I haven't heard from that therapist. And where are we now? The middle of 2023. Okay, so that's where it stands. Again, I'm not going to go into his mindset too much. I'm just running on what does the law say and what was my last obligation? What did I have to do? So I have to wonder, is it my own anxiety and my own pride of, I want to do it all by myself, that's getting in the way of my girls getting the things that they need? Then I was thinking, what if... I did ask Nim's dad, or I did circumvent the situation by going through Todd and asking Todd for information, maybe an opinion on the second thing. We'll see. What if I did that? And then I kind of started to smile because I thought, what if I asked Todd if their dad would give me the down payment for the vehicle and I can make and I can make the payments on it. What if I decided 
to ask him for a whole vehicle, right? <laughs> to me, that's the most outrageous. What if I put the need out there and said, how do you think he's willing to help? And instead of like specifying or only asking for the minimum, because to me, the minimum would be, can you split the down payment with me, which is what, like a thousand bucks. So that's kind of what I'm wondering about. What can I do? Now, the other thing that comes into mind that's kind of like a factor in play is I go back to why is it that the dads of this couple, meaning my dad and his dad, why are they the ones that are responsible for paying for these grandchildren? They're not responsible. That was in Nim's head. That's not in my head. See, Nim just sees a problem and he will directly go to and just take what he wants. There is no circumnavigate anything there. He will just, and he sees people as a resource. He doesn't care. He'll, he'll ask for anything. And I think that's interesting how narcissists will, and sometimes they don't really even ask. You know, you guys, um, I couldn't sleep last night, I think, because this was on my mind, but I was also listening to a really cool podcast called Queen of the Con. And I really enjoyed it. And one of the things that I'm listening to now that I'm in the middle of season two on that is um, the producer of this the host of the podcast, he was conned. And he talks about, you have to get past this point where you just don't give a crap anymore about people or what they think. Because the more that you think about what, what does everyone think, the more that we stay quiet, the more that we don't report what's going on, the more that we will not ask for what we need. And he was talking a lot because a lot of people who get conned are really embarrassed. And there really isn't an embarrassment there. Asking for something that you need is not embarrassing. And asking for something that you need is not doing anything wrong. Also, offering to help someone who you have sized up in a short amount of time to be trustworthy, that's not a problem either because that's basically how our society operates. We just kind of go with this thing that we trust people. And I think that I've been burned by that trust that I've put out there and I've been burned by asking for what I need. And it makes me very hesitant and it feels safe to just kind of just ask God and work really hard and just rely on myself. Um, I already have a hard enough time asking the sheriff for resources if I need something and he doesn't give me any hassle about it and he's always more than willing to help. But I've got this spot and I'm really stuck with asking for financial help and kind of having someone gift it to me or gift it my kids without me earning it, which then again comes down to this whole thing about love and to realize that I am a worthy person just because I am. And... I'm a queen and I got to own it and I'm going to walk around like a daughter of the most high king and I'm going to ask for what I want and I'm going to look at resources and I'm going to be creative and I'm going to be have ingenuity and I'm going to have some thoughts on this but I think I can do that without being using others and being abusive so this is where I am with all of that. 
I'm going to pause my recording and my podcast here, and I'm going to come back in a couple of days, and I'm going to let you know what I decided, and then we'll take it from there. And with Rapid Technology, here we are one month later. You guys, it's been a month since I recorded that first part. And then I got really sick. I got sick with my autoimmune disorder. And I'm thinking that it might have been half from stirring this old stuff up and then half from just life stress and maybe a skosh of um, middle age thrown in. We'll, we'll see. My next podcast or one of the next few has to be about why do we get sick? Why does this constant PTSD cause autoimmune disorder? All right. So what did I decide to do? Well, I decided to send a text message to Todd. And you probably want to know what it says. Of course you do. That's why you're still listening. Okay. So here it is. I sent a message with a text message and a little picture of us from our summer or the girls from a summer trip we took. So it says, hi, Todd, hope all of you are enjoying summer. And I, I like to use lots of emojis too. It's almost time for back to school. I can't believe Big B is starting her senior year. Do you happen to know if there's any college money set aside by your dad for B&B? &B? Also, Big B is doing dual enrollment this year. Half of her day is at the high school and other half is at the community college taking three business classes for college credit. This is an amazing opportunity. The way to make this work is to get another vehicle. Parentheses, probably a lease with my dad's special plan. Unparentheses so she can get to classes and work and I can get little B to where she needs to go and to my work. Do you think your dad could help us out at all? Question mark. Thank you for your help over the years. Exclamation. There were times I didn't think we would make it this far. And yet by the grace of God and a good support system, here we are. Then Todd writes back, and I'm going to try to do a voice like they do on the audiobooks instead of using the voice changer, because he's a nice guy. Thank you, Gwen, for the update and the darling photo. I'll have a chance this weekend to go into the depth regarding your request for assistance from Dad. I'll get back with you after that. But in the meantime... I may have you start thinking about uh, constructing a written letter for dad, something clear about the pluses and negatives regarding their father. Dad doesn't have a clue of what happens in your world, only the lies that he hears third party through our other brother, Max. Let me know what you think. I believe it would be a great asset towards the future. All my love. Uncle Todd. Then I wrote back, thanks, Todd. I will work on a draft and see if it's something like you're suggesting. I really appreciate it. Let's touch base next week. A week later, I wrote, 
Hi, Todd. Hope you're all staying cool with the heat wave. I finished drafting the letter to your dad. Did you find anything out? The next morning, he writes me back. The letter is our best bet. I know he's sending money to Nim with Max's help. I believe they convinced dad that college tuition in Florida is free. I also know that Nim has been seeking disability from the state or some insurance agency. I have dad full time, so I think he yearns advice and attention from my brothers any way he can, even if it's lies and non-truths. My wife and my advice comes second and on deaf, ear, deaf ears. I wrote back after giving it much um the thought was very anguishing, but I did write back and I said, thanks for the info. I'm very hesitant to send the letter because it's reasonable that it will get back to NIM. And I am not sure if I want to take the risk of NIM's retaliation, especially if there aren't any college funds anymore. I was hoping, hoping to circumvent NIM knowing anything or very little. The cost of dealing with the retribution certainly can't exceed any monies that your dad from your dad that would, quote, save me from spending money, especially if Nim is still up to his old tricks and living off the money of everyone else. That makes me chuckle that Florida, college in Florida is basically free for this thing from it. I appreciate your time, input, and support. Then Todd wrote back fairly quickly, anytime. It's always been my wife and mine intent of keeping money out of Nim's hands, and he will be always be forever up to his old tricks. Perhaps Big B could start sending some old-fashioned cards. Dad's moved by them more so than anything else. Establish some dialogue, and I believe Dad will keep it to himself. Given some time, I think could be very helpful in the long run. I'll help any way I can. I'm happy we're connecting, too. Then I wrote back, sounds like something the bees can do. Good suggestion, and I understand. Yes, glad to be connecting. It's taken a few years of complete silence from Nim to really heal and handle more of the things myself as all of our nervous systems are finally calming down. I will keep in touch, XOXO. And then um, the next day I sent photos of the first day of school, and then nothing. So quick reflections on what I heard back. Basically, um, I'm kind of curious about the dad, the other grandfather here. Um, <laughs> did you guys catch that line about because I Todd saying because I have him full time, I think he like craves attention from the other brothers, even if it's just lies. And I'm like, I believe his observation, but to me, that sounds kind of like sick and twisted. And what kind of family is that? Like messed up. Um, and then I, I had to chuckle because yes, Nim's up to his old tricks. I did not expect that he would be working and doing all those things. Um, but obviously he's got, I don't, I don't know, disability of some sort. And that made me really mad because I'm over here really struggling with health, but I'm not ready to just throw in the towel. Like I, I want to get better. I want to get healthier. I want to work. I want to help people. Um, I, I want to have a full life. I don't want to just 
be living as a scam artist. <laughs> and again, it I have to kind of remind myself what is in my heart. And sometimes the behavior is the same as people would witness and it's what is in somebody's heart. So I basically decided, as you heard in those texts, that I was not going to send their dad a letter, that grandpa, because um, I just felt like it was too risky. And I had talked it over with the sheriff a little bit, and I've been putting a lot of prayer into this, which is one of the reasons why I've been going so slow um, with recording the conclusion and getting the whole thing out to you to drop the episode is because I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing. But you heard that basically Nim took all of the college money a while ago because he lied and said that tuition in Florida is free, which it's not. This is not, I think that's like something in California, maybe if you're like a California resident, USC or UCLA or something, I don't know. But anyways, it's not like that here. Um, and so I decided that financially it was not going to be worth it for me because if Nim takes me back to court or causes a big kerfuffle and distress, which more medical bills, time off of work, which I ended up getting sick anyways from this, um, it's not worth the money because the down payment that I'm asking for is a few thousand dollars. And if there's no college money available, then this really isn't worth it. And I thought what I could do is then read that letter to you and put it in a bonus episode, kind of a little side thing um, on our podcast so that it just has its own separate place to stand. And that way, if anybody really wanted to get a quick review of our story without any editorializing, just facts only, um, that that they could listen to that as well. So I'll go ahead and I'll get that out in the next day or two for you guys. Um, so Big B was asking me what was going on with getting a car and what kind of um, college fund was available. So she knew about scholarships and where to apply. And so I told her all the information that I knew so far. And she got really mad that Nim stole her college money is how she puts it. And she said, I didn't tell her that last part about what Todd suggested for the writing the letters. I did not tell her that part. I was just presenting the facts in a conversation with her. And immediately she said, I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter to that grandpa. And she said, I'm going to say, I heard blah, blah, blah. And she started going off. And I said, well, I, I recommend that you write it a little bit differently. I recommend that you just stick to the facts and you can share your feelings, of course, if you'd like to, and just be direct and, and ask for what you need. And she said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it in a card. And so she wrote it in a card and I said, I'm happy to read it over for you. I'm happy to, you know, help you edit it or whatever. And so she wrote it um, just a few days later. She thought about it. She wrote it. Um, and then I asked her, would you like me to read it? And she said, no. And she sealed up in an envelope, asked me for a stamp and away it went in the mail. We'll have to see what happens from here. So now I'm rethinking if the circumvent is possible. What do you guys think? Drop a note to me and let me know if you've tried to circumvent 
the cluster B personality disordered parent, uh, co-parent in your life, if you've been able to successfully um, circumvent that with no repercussions, to me, that is the successful circumvent is going around that person, getting what you need and being able to come back around the other side and have uh, no retaliation, no negative consequences for it. Um, I'm thinking that it's way harder than I initially set out on. All right, well, that's my Tales from the Porch for this episode. All right, I'm going to finish up my coffee here. And I will see you guys on the next episode on my porch. Take care. XOXO Gwen.